Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy. Michael White and um to Anthea Morfitas, and we have a special guest today. Guys, um, her name is Melissa Rodriguez, and she's a married, happily married woman. Um, and we are going to ask her some questions on how to attract the right partner, because as we know in this day and age, dating someone, leading it up to marriage, and getting that ending success point is like the most crucial part, right? So, you know, to talk to someone that's happily married, because there's some people who are like, I'm married. Shouldn't you be happily married? So, you know, I mean, we're definitely going to be asking her a lot of questions on how to attract the right partner. So, Melissa, go ahead, take the floor, tell people who you are. Hello. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Anthea. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, everyone. I'm Melissa Rodriguez. And yes, I've been married 10 years now um, and very happily. Thank you. You know what? Because you've been married for 10 years, you get... <laughs> so, yeah, you gotta have it because you've been married. That that's that ten years is a long time. So it's a long time, isn't it? A very long time. And and actually, it's uh, many people like Michael just said as well. They don't. It, it, they don't. They might get to the marriage, but find that the commitment side was one of the hardest things and they're not happily married where well, i can tell you from my own experiences knowing melissa myself known her for probably coming up here maybe nearly a year now yeah. and i never i think melissa has um something that she's taught me a lot about her about relationships just having conversations with her and to ha- and literally to have her fit here i feel extremely blessed to have on our show because she can give us some really good nuggets yeah. and i know it because she's given me good nuggets um so yeah it's really 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 interesting so um Let's, yeah, what is it? What what was the um let's let's start from the beginning, Melissa. You yes. let's let's go back a little bit before you were married. What type of relationships was you experiencing at the time? Well, I I had, you know, my experiences with unhealthy relationships. Um and I really feel that that was tied to what was happening within me that I was not feeling good, happy, and well about myself um, or about my life. I really had no clue how it all worked. I just thought, you know, the idea is get married, live happily ever after, right? Um, And so, like so many, um, that's what I desired. Most desire love and to have a partner without fully understanding what that means, what a healthy relationship 
um, means and without fully knowing themselves. Hmm. So I think that, you know, when I began a journey of self-discovery and pressed pause on the dating scene, I took two years to just really give some attention to myself and figure out how to be happy and live my best life. Um, and I think that attracting the right partner for you and really understanding what you desire is so key. So if you're desiring love, it's important to first love yourself and know, know yourself. Um, and I know this is so talked about on so many platforms about self-love, but there's a reason because it's so important to know your worth, know your value, um, know what you value, what's important to you, what your morals are, um, and really have that belief in yourself first to know what you're bringing to the table yeah that, that yeah and we've spoken about this so much and you're so so it's you know what you've just said is profound because so many people go into relationships and they don't know themselves they don't know what they desire and you know i don't know if ever, you've probably you guys have definitely heard this um where somebody will end a relationship and one of the friends will say what else to help you get over it um, and that is like one of the worst things you can do for yourself because you're just going from one to the other and you're not giving yourself that time to understand, well, what happened? What what part did I play? Because we are the ones that are attracting this to us, right? And if we're not going within us and we're not understanding what's going on in us, then how can we move forward in the next relationship and expect it to be better? Expect our true self to turn up at the, in the best possible way, right? Sorry, Michael, what was... Um... Oof, oh, man, <laughs> you, guys had like a, you guys said a lot for me to like, whoa, because I love what she said about the table. That comes up in a lot of discussions. What do you bring to the table, this yes. magical table? At the end of the day, and it's and this is what I told another woman. When we talk about the sides of what you're bringing, are you an angry person? Are you fun? I just don't want to know the good things. I also yeah, want to know like the, like the other stuff too, because then I can decide: is it something I even want on my table? Yes. Let's say, for example, you know, you're an angry person. Let's say you're not agreeable. Let's say you're not feminine enough. Those are not things I want on my table. That's not a table I want to eat off of. So it's like you have to really be able to analyze it as a whole to say, um, you know, this is what I bring to the table, but I also need to like really f define what that is. Um, because um, a female that I spoke to a couple of days ago, she was like, I cook, I clean, I do all these things. I'm like, yeah, other girls do those things too. What else do you do? You know what I mean? And I wasn't trying to like put her down or disparage her. And I gave her the best advice you could do. I said, if you want to get picked by any man, put yourself ahead. And she's like, well, how do I do that? I said, the best thing that you can do to, to get picked like out of like, you know, women is be peaceful. I said, how many women are peaceful women? Not many. Not many. So I said, if you want to make yourself stand out, yeah, do all the cooking, the cleaning, all those other things. Be a woman of value, but be a woman of peace. And a man will pick you hands down. And it's interesting because you just said that, Michael. I wanted to touch on what you were just saying. Um, I spoke to a friend a couple of days ago who was actually going for a job. Who She's, she's abroad, so the, the whole spectrum is slightly different because it's a, it's a small place in Cyprus. And she went for a job interview and she was speaking to the owner of um, 
I think she's, she's a massage therapist, so she'll speak into the owner there. And she's got running this, this huge organization by herself. And she had said to my friend, um, look, I'm really stressed out. I'm really angry most of the time. And I get really frustrated with things. And she just said the negatives out straight away. And it's not a relationship, but it would be a working relationship. Mm. right? And she, she stood back and said to me, they, you know, I had to really think about what she was saying because I had to understand, do I want to work with somebody like that? Mm. So it's not just on the relationship of what you're going into uh, long term with a love partner. It's also in every other aspect of relationships, because if you're going into a workplace and your boss is going to be angry, frustrated and constantly moaning about things, you've got to stop back and say to yourself, do I really want to be around that? Can I be around that? Is it something that maybe you want to teach yourself? Maybe you want to learn how to be at peace no matter what's happening around you. I mean, you know, whatever it is for you, but it's it's really interesting to say we want to know the negatives too because so many of us turn up with this smiley face showing all the best side of us for the first, whatever it is, first few months or maybe first couple of months or first week and then the cracks show and then the, the real person then just appears and they have got deep-rooted beliefs that are not serving them. They have got anger issues. They have got, they have brought their past along into this relationship and they haven't found out who they are yet and, and, and walked and stood in peace, right? So, yeah, it's really, really, really top thing to be touching on there because too many of us ignore those things. And, um, yeah, sorry, Melissa. Please no, that's, that's all spot on because it's more than just what you're doing. It's about who you're being. And who right. you're being, who you're showing up as, is that someone you'd be attracted to? Is that what you're looking to attract in a partner into your life? And so, you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead of um, what I was going to say with, I made a list of exactly what I desired in a partner. And everything on that list were qualities that were my morals, my values, what was important to me and how I wanted to live the lifestyle that i wanted and i think that's important to know about yourself so that you can know what you desire and then i took a look at how i had been living prior because i was again on the beginning of my journey of self-discovery here and i realized you know i had not fully been living in the way that i believed and desired myself so i began living in that way and showing up in that way and I think that it's about who we're being because that's what we're attracting into our life. We're attracting the energy we're putting out. So knowing what you desire, what you love, what's important to you, your morals, your values. And I made that list. And I think that's also super important. Yeah. Everything on that list, my husband checked off. And I'm going to even come out and say that I, I had conversations around this list. You know, I didn't just say, hey, here's my list. Um, but I had conversations to kind of understand who he was before we really got dating. Um, we spent a lot of time talking. We took it really slow, which was also opposite of how I had um, done things before in dating. And this time I was so much more intentional, really wanting to know, is this going to be the right partner for me to share life with? And I want to also interject there that that's not the end of the story. You get married and live happily ever after. That's the beginning of the rest of your story together. And it's a journey of continuing to grow together through the experience of life. 
Um, and on what you said, Anthea, I was very honest up front. And I think that's also crucial. Um, I let him know I was a lot to handle and that, you know, if, you know, he felt that he was up for a relationship with someone that, you know, and I, and it wasn't like anything out there, but. Well, that's I what I was going to ask. I'm like, can you define, like if someone said to me, I'm a lot to handle, I'd be like, you better tell me what it is like right now. Absolutely. And that goes back to knowing yourself and knowing like there's certain things that, you know, we all have those certain things, right? Like we have those certain things that are really important to us. And he was super honest with me as well. He said, listen, when the ball game's on, I want to chill and watch the game. And I was like, cool. I love the game. Like, you know, so you find someone you're compatible with that has and desires the similar lifestyle. I think morals are super important too. If your morals do not match, I think that brings a lot of disharmony. So when considering a partner, really considering those deep things, not just the surface level, you know, um, and knowing yourself that much. The other thing was I really began to live my best life. Like so many people being single, right, can have a lot of fears and worries and doubts and like, am I good enough? Am I ever going to meet the right person? That's human nature um, for so many being single, especially those that have experienced, you know, tough relationships or experiences. Just know you're not alone. You're not the only one that's thinking thoughts like that. Like, and that it doesn't have, that doesn't have to be the story. You know, mm -hmm. you can let go of the fear, realize that there's over 7 billion people on the planet. There's a partner that is the perfect match for you. You know, for you, not a perfect person, but the perfect person for you to share life with. And when you shift that focus and realize, that's when you start to attract the right person for you. Man, oh, there's so much I want to say that she said. Um, you see, what she said was so amazing because, look, there's good people out there. So you could find a good person, but is it the, like, but is that person specifically made for you? See, there's a big difference. I can meet a girl. She's a good girl. She's great. But is mm -hmm. she the one that's made for me? There's a big difference. I want the girl that's made for me specifically mm. instead yeah. of just a good girl. I want someone that's specifically made for me. And I think like when you pick your partner, that's who they should be because it's vice versa. You're made for them. They're made for you. Um, but I also want to touch on why we have you on the podcast. You said something that a lot of people don't do. You took accountability because you're like, I've dated a lot of bad partners in the past, but you took accountability for it. A lot of people don't do that because at the end of the day, it's like you picked them. You yeah. picked them. And yeah. it's like, it's so easy to be like, oh, it was them. They did yeah. this and they did that. And they, they, but you picked them. They wouldn't be able to do what they were doing if you didn't pick them. Yeah. yeah. Taking self-responsibility is so liberating. And I am a big advocate for that because you can either look at it. Some people can look at it as like coming down on themselves, blaming and judging themselves. And that's not how I see it. I see it as you either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Do you, you're either repeating patterns you've experienced and kind of living on autopilot, unaware of what's happening. You're unaware of what's happening within you and you're attracting different people and situations, but the same old feelings. 
Yes. When you go within and really understand how things work in your your energetic being and that everything's energy vibrating at a frequency. So the energy you're showing up with in your life, if you're showing up with low self-esteem, which I've been there, I've been there. I went through my time with self-healing and identifying, like you said, what part did I play? I had spent years with the old story of the old relationship playing in my head. And, you know, that that blame and why didn't, all those questions. And if you've ever been in a relationship that wasn't healthy and didn't work out, you know, you understand what, what that feels like and what's going on in your head. It's just mm. constant thoughts, right? And I said, I just want this to stop. I want to figure out how to let this go. So I took time to intentionally heal. And the biggest part of that process was forgiving, forgiving mm. myself for staying forgiving myself for going back and allowing what happened. Cause I always had a choice. I just didn't know it at the time. I didn't feel like I had one. So anyone that's in a bad relationship and I say bad, I'd rather say unhealthy. If you're not, yeah, like it's unhealthy, but I, I love the fact that you touched on something. You had choices, right? But it's so mm -hmm. interesting. A lot of people realize that they have choices, but they don't like the choices. Mm. Oh, like I should leave. But it's like, you, you know you should, but you just don't like the choice. But a lot of like, times no fear. Fear it's keeps fear. people stuck. I think we're yeah. either living from a state of love or fear. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Love and, and fear you know cannot yeah. coexist. No, it can't. And you're so right. Like, you know, when it comes down to those relationships, you know inside yourself, but the fear of the unknown, where I've always said the unknown is always the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen in a minute's time. You know, I don't know. I can have an intention for my overall um, hour to hour, let's say, but I don't actually know. I don't know that I, I can't see within that to say this is what's going to be next. So life is the unknown. But people, when they walk away from somebody, see it as a very bigger unknown to what it actually is because like we always say the divine is with you and when you make a choice you're going to be yeah. backed up with what you're doing right and mm. it's a trust and faith within you however um you know when you haven't done that self-love and that self-healing and that forgiving yeah. that forgiving yes. is so, so deep so powerful because when we hold on to old um old experiences, old stories, and we don't forgive ourselves and show up and say, okay, look, this is, I've got my own, I've got my own things going on. I can tell you, yes, I'm this, I'm, I can give you all my good points, but I know there's times where I can get a bit moody. I know I, I get moody now. I, I, I do. And even yeah, but at least tell me that up front. So at least yes. I know like, I'm okay. Like yes. I can deal with it instead of like, you don't tell me. And then next thing you know, there's a plate flying across my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. See, I definitely won't throw plates. I no, you know what I mean younger. though? Like, when I was younger. The I old me. I don't want to find that out later where it's like, no. did a plate just fly by my face? Like you exactly. should have told me that you handle things like that. And this is the yeah. thing, but if you're showing up and you're saying to that person, you know what, look, I do, you know, because we can't all stay in one emotion. That's why we have many emotions. And, you know, it's a reaction to things also. So if you know that you're not the greatest that you're reacting and you sometimes react quite negatively, if you're up front with that person, say, look, you know, maybe together we can work, we can work together and we can um, support each other on the things that you'd like to grow on and, and 
become a, a better version of yourself on those things. But like Michael just said, if you if you turn up and you're just giving everything, oh, I'm the sweetest and I do, and you know, I've got this and I'm whatever it is you're gonna shiny. say. Yeah, everything's the shiny, shiny diamonds. And then three, four months in, the person's like, okay. And then you spend like a weekend with them and then you've woken up and you're literally throwing things because he said something or she said whatever, whoever it is, man or woman. Um, then you're just, you're setting yourself up for your own failure because you're not being congruent. You're not being, um, you're not being that trueness. And you have to walk around with that and have that on your consciousness, knowing that about yourself. But, and the more you get to know yourself, the more you can be upfront and stand accountable for what you do, right? And who you Absolutely. are and how you show up, right? Yeah, definitely. And the other part that's so powerful powerful about taking that self-responsibility, taking that time to heal, release, um, and forgive the past is so you don't bring it forward with you mm. into your new relationship. And I always use the analogy, like if you were remodeling the kitchen, you'd rip out those old cabinets. You wouldn't just slap the new ones on top of it, right? So like cleanse and clear out all that old stuff and let it go. And you know, that sets you free to live your best life now and be happy now to be your best self now. And also when you go into that new relationship, you won't be carrying all the baggage of the past, like hidden, tucked away somewhere that you've stuffed it down and tried to ignore it and pretend it's not there, but it is, you know, mm. so I, I think it's really powerful. That. I mm. love that you said that though, because I'm openly going to tell you as a man dating, having to deal with a woman or women that have been like hurt by other men. Mm. Now it's like, I have to come in and repair the mm. work, the damage that another guy did. You see what I'm saying? Like they're coming into a relationship with trust issues or like abandonment issues or like all these type of issues. And it's like, now I got to come in and work extra harder to repair damage that another dude did because you didn't take the time to be single, mm. heal, deal with it. And then come into the dating space. And they probably yeah. didn't let you know at the beginning, right? You find these things out later. And I suppose yeah. that's, the part, that's the frustrating part because- It's not even I, the frustrating part. It's give me the choice so that I'm like, yo, I yes. don't want to deal with that. I would rather deal with someone that's healed mm -hmm. than deal with yeah. someone that's like, yeah, like, you know, I have trust issues. And then you don't hear a solution. Like I'm going to therapy. I'm doing this. I'm doing, just, I have trust issues. I'm like, yo, that's a red flag. Like I'm out. Because then I know that dealing with you long term, I do anything, anything. It's 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 a volcano waiting to erupt. So it's mm. like I, I don't want to deal with someone that has trust issues. If I'm out, they're gonna be like, "Where are you? What are you doing?" Blah blah. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. That's suppressing, isn't it? Me. It's massively suppressing as well. It just ruins. Mm. It can it can take you to another place. And again. You know, if you don't, if you're not upfront, then you're making that. We said earlier on, like we're the ones making the choice and picking yeah. that person. But if we're picking the person under false um, intent, uh, pre yeah, um, then then you know, then we've got to deal with it later. And it's you know, we mm. want to be in a clear space. We want to be able to show up and have like the same would be for me as a woman. If I attracted a man, I've got a man in say I attracted a man into my life and and he's got and I find out he's got trust issues. I try and something I try and do and I realize there's trust issues. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with someone that has trust yeah. issues, right? I was just going to say that goes both ways, men yeah. and women. It does. And, and 
And it's a matter of taking the time to get to know who someone actually is. And I think in today's microwave society, people are in a big hot hurry to rush ahead. And I think when you slow down, take the time to actually get to know someone. Within 30 days, if you're having conversations with people that you're, you know, someone that you're dating, you're gonna see their true self. They're gonna show who they really are if you're aware and paying attention. I'm gonna, I love what you said. Don't rush. I like that. But there's a, I I feel like, I don't wanna say I feel, I've noticed that a lot of women are rushing because they waited too long. Now, what I mean by that is you have a lot of women out here that are 30 years old, 35, and waited too long to, to, to find the right partner. So now they're in rush mode because they're like, oh, I need to have a kid. I, I need to do all this stuff. And it's it, ticking. Yeah, the clock's <laughs> ticking. Yeah, I ain't going to say it because, you know what I mean? You guys do <laughs> But you know what I mean? Uh, it, that you waited too long because I've noticed that when a guy finds a good woman, he doesn't wait to lock her down. It doesn't mean that you're single and you're not good to lock down, but I'm saying if you wait too long and you've noticed this guy, I was at a wedding yesterday, so I was very around a lot of beautiful women. Most of them, majority of them married. Why? Because the guy was like, he saw value right away. He was like, boom, marriage for you. We're doing this. I think and the stars align just right. When it's the right one, you know, it's like the stars align just right. And you, yeah. But let's be honest, most women, when they say, well, I don't want to be married after 35, I don't want to be married after 40, then it's like, well, why did you wait so long? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sure you guys interact with a lot of women. They, A lot of them say that. I don't want to have kids after 35. Or I don't, then it's like, then you need to sit down. You need to heal. You know what I mean? If I could give advice to anyone, I'd be like, look, in your 20s, you're still discovering yourself, but like you mm-hmm. should be doing a lot of healing during that people time. People don't know to do that, Michael. This no. is, I mean, this is what, you know, these podcasts are about also and like yes. what we, the yeah. work that we do, right? Because yeah. um, in general, like I know when I was, uh, I came across the law of attraction teachings and, and understanding self-discovery at the age of 30 was when the first time I, I started to be able to look within. But before that age, I had no idea. I just, no. I, like, I honestly just thought, this is what's being dealt with to me. This is what I've got to deal with. This is what I need to do. I didn't understand any of it. I had no idea. I would never have known that I need to take and get to know myself. I didn't even know what my thoughts were. I didn't even know that. I knew there were thoughts going on, but I didn't understand it. I didn't um, I didn't, under, didn't even know what the word desire meant. I didn't know what manifestation yeah, meant. Exactly. I've never even come across those words before. Yeah. Um, so I think for you know where we're at today and so many things you know the, the beautiful thing about today's society and how it is is so many people are becoming aware but I think also what happens is people think that they know about um, self-discovery and and they but they don't practice what they're preaching they hear it they can speak yeah, it but to actually absolutely. do it is own, it. yeah they don't actually it apply it yeah. yes they don't take that time and unless you know you 
you only know yourself if you're taking that time for yourself. But today, like, you know, I, I know all of us would like probably want to say the same is take that time for you because mm, this yeah. is where, like, this is where the change happens. So if you are 35 years old and you haven't, and you really do want children and that's what you're longing for, then you need to come to that peace in yourself and get to know you. And just like Melissa said, write that list down, understand what you're about, understand who you are, understand your desires, your needs, your wants. What is it you want from a man? What do you want, you know, even down to what do you want him to look like? Because myself and uh, Michael had a discussion um, on Friday, I think it was, or was it Wednesday? Yeah. We were saying, um, if you know you could what 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 can happen is you end up getting with somebody who you let's say your deepest true desire is um me as a woman let me just say as an example let's say i like six foot blue eyes um and quite slim let's say that's what i've always desired and then i get with somebody who's five foot six um quite plodgy and brown eyes now oh, wait a minute yeah we had this discussion yeah yes, yeah, we did, we yeah. Discussion, right so yeah, then did, yeah because i'm like i'm like if that's your deepest desire but you're dating the completely opposite yeah it doesn't what's gonna happen what's gonna happen is the universe will bring you that deepest desire at some point because you've wanted it you've asked for it and then your eyes are gonna start wondering because you're like well okay and that could be your match but then you're gonna it's it's because you're going you're not going for your deepest desires you're going and settling for something because you go oh, well i you know i just need to have a baby or i just you know i just need to get married and you're not really going deep within yourself to understand yourself and what it is that you like yeah. and what attracts you to that person what is it what is you know there's so many factors to spending the rest of your life with somebody or building on that partnership right mm. um and people don't understand the word commitment that you know i i know i've got a, i've got a course called your law and in one of the steps is commitment and one of, one of the things i say is understand what how long this is going to take when you commit to something now if you really when you think of the rest of your life let's say you're 40 years old and you've met somebody and you're thinking the rest of your life so if, to me that's around 40 50 years of my life still to go and i'm thinking i'm going to be with this person for 50 years and i've got to think long term not that i'm always saying you've got to go as far as that but you've got to really dig deep into you to understand can you do that? Is that something you really desire to be with someone? Or would you just like to have short-term relationship? You know, people don't realize a commitment, what a commitment is. It's a commitment. You don't just like the first yeah. little hurdle comes along and you're out. And hasn't that happened so much in this day and age? You hear people got married, 12 months later, they're divorced. Why? Because they didn't understand what commitment meant, right? Yeah, there's so many factors there and you touched on some really, really powerful points. Um, settling, settling just to have someone, settling because you're afraid to be alone, settling yes. for, I mean, we could go on and on on that topic. Um, and it does, it really comes back to knowing yourself, knowing what you desire, knowing what you desire in a partner, knowing what you desire in your, desire in your lifestyle, um, having that compatibility and what is a good, healthy relationship. That's uh, that's something we could do a whole show on. Like, oh, you know what? That, but, yeah, that would be a discussion we totally need to have. But I, I, I honestly think, like, for a lot of people, especially, like, when it comes to attracting the right partner, and I'm going to say some truths here, is because a lot of times we'll say, well, hey, this person needs to handle me. Yo, you're not a pet. Like, I'm not a zookeeper. I don't want to have to handle you. I want you to be my woman. I'm going to be your guy. 
So a lot of times I feel like people have this mentality when it comes to attracting the right partner, they're just going to have to deal with me. I'm like, no, like a relationship is a life journey. Can I look at you and say, yo, I can do this with you for 40 years. Yeah, it's about being I don't want to look at you and be like, oh man, I can only do with this for three months and I'm out. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like, I want to look yeah. at you and say, yo, good and bad, not too out there, but like whatever comes our way together, mm-hmm. I can deal, we can deal with it together. But yeah. I think honestly, that's when relationships are tested the most mm. is, when, is when the bad stuff comes. So <laughs> when I'm looking at attracting the right partner, I'm learning to be more at peace with me I'm learning to yes. be more um, sound with me, what I can tolerate, what I yeah. can't tolerate. Because again, you have different things out here. You know, I'm a guy and I meet a lot of women and some will say, well, I like a guy that's very assertive to put and put me in my place. I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like you should know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Mm. Yeah, I think you attract what you put out there. Again, it comes back to who are you being and that energy flows where our attention goes. And so if we're focused on what we actually desire in someone and we're living as our best self and we're loving our life. And this was the place I came to. I let go of all those fears and those worries in my head and I shifted to a positive growth mindset. And this is when everything shifted. Can you say like what those worries are? Because I think a lot of women have them and they'll say, I don't think I'm ever going to find a good guy. Right. Exactly. It's all those, anything based in fear, fear of not being good enough, not deserving, not being worthy, fear of um, never meeting the right person for you. And, you know, it takes one negative thought and you give it attention and next thing you know your mind is spinning with all these worries and some i've heard so many people say it's so hard to meet people today especially in you know what we've been dealing with in our world the last year and a half and again this comes back to mindset and that's why i encourage yeah the positive growth mindset and the positive believing there's over 7 billion people on the planet. The partner for you exists. They're probably not living that far away, maybe 15 minutes away, looking at the same moon as you and also wishing to meet you. Now, can't you almost imagine them in their living room, looking out the window, like wishing to meet you as well? And and it's tr- it's true. What you believe will be true for you. So if you believe you're never going to meet the right person for you, that's the energy you're showing up with in your life. <clears throat> And, and if you believe coming from, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the story you're telling, what you're declaring into your life, the conversations you're having. This is where you're bringing all of that energy. And so when you shift to instead believing, no, I know the right partners out there for me. I now know myself. I know what I bring. I've let go of the past. And you're showing up just loving yourself and loving your life, I really shifted to a place of I'm going to make the most of every day being single from now on, instead of focusing on not having a partner and Mm, not having someone to share life with and feeling down about that, which didn't feel good. And it didn't help me show up my best. Right. So instead I started to just trust and know that I was going to meet the right person for me. And I wanted to make the most of every moment being single from then on. 
And I began to just take myself out to dinner, go fun places, meet with friends, really enjoy my time doing whatever I wanted. Because once you get into a relationship, it becomes about us, not me. I so, agree with that. And, and I love what you said about not focusing on being in a relationship so much, but having the best relationship with yourself. I agree with that. But honestly, I, like when you look at it from like a, a perspective, we also have to look at a happiness standpoint. Where do women find their highest form of happiness? They get their highest form of happiness from being in a marriage, from getting a ring and marriage from a guy that they love and adore. It's what you guys were told since you guys were little girls. Do your thing, grow up, do your thing, grow up, but then eventually get a ring, marriage from a guy. Because again, and I always tell women this, and they're like, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's a woman's highest form of happiness. It doesn't mean she won't be happy with her job. It doesn't mean that she won't be happy with other things, but her highest form of happiness is getting respect, love, and provision from a man that she loves, respects, and adores. I would have to say, in my humble opinion, that it's Ooh. love. That it's That's love. True. And our natural intended state is love. When mm -hmm. you can connect to your highest self and fully loving yourself, opening up to receive love from the divine, and opening up to love yourself and others, that's when you're living your happiest. And I was able to achieve that state before meeting my husband. And I 100%. think that that's a really important point. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you Because if you're not question. happy now, getting married is not going to make you happy. Oh, God, no. no. But that's Absolutely. why I wanted to ask you, like, the question. Yeah. Like, you were happy before, but now that you have your husband, you are happier. Because you um, found your so partner. I'm... I believe that Shoot. I have a different contentment, but I'm, I am I am happy. Um, it's a different lifestyle when you're mm. single to being yeah. married. So it's kind of hard to compare. Mm. I definitely look it's at it's my shift, life. Isn't of, it? It's a shift of, of it experience. Yeah. It's a higher form of how, it doesn't mean that your happiness was any less, but it's like a higher form. It's like you've elevated. So my favorite quote, when sure. I was uh, right before I met my husband was bring me a whole person and I will bring you a whole person and we will have us twice as much of love and everything. Okay. Yeah. That's so opinion, we yeah. add to each other's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And yeah. I think I, I, I love that point of what you're saying there. It's like once you are happy within yourself, that that life of being single and being out and just enjoying you, knowing with the knowingness what's coming in. Because yeah, you absolutely. No, you're trusting. Half, you're yeah. trusting that that's what's mm. happening. But I think <clears throat> going a bit more on the other side to how a lot of people will be they'll maybe attend a wedding let's say and in that wedding they think oh I wish I had you know they might have been yeah. in this really good state but they go and they they go to a gathering like that and go you know why haven't I got my man yet and then they recognize again what's happening and go back into the lower vibrational state and start to you know they can go on a downward spiral from that so yeah, to stay definitely. above that I suppose it's like in that mm. moment of these things happening you could probably like agree if, like if you agree with me here you could possibly be at a wedding and feel like that but then just say well you don't know I might walk around the corner and find the man that's for me you know exactly yes. <laughs> and, and so, yeah that's so powerful because every time for me it was coming home from work 
right? And you're coming home from work. It was evening time back then that I was working. Um, and, our, you know, sometimes I would think, oh, you know, like you wish you had someone you were going home to. And then instead, while I was driving, I'm stopped at the stoplight, I would just say, you know what? I'm not going to let myself go down that low vibration because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. It doesn't bring anything good. So I intentionally instead began to just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for my partner. I know he's on his way and I'm going to meet him any time now. He literally showed up within two months of shifting my energy about I, I do like people. what you're saying because I, I see what you're saying. Like now I I get it. It's, it's not being in a place of lack. It's being in a place of abundance. Yes. Because if yes. you feel like I don't have a partner, you're lacking. Like you feel like. Like but, you're, you're, I don't even want to say low vibration. You just, you feel like you're lacking instead of acting yeah. in wholeness. Instead exactly. of being like, I got my best life now. Things are good. Like you're in a whole place, you know, like, so like, I get what you're saying now. Like a hundred percent of like, yeah. don't go to a place where, oh man, I don't have a man. Like I must be like, yeah. because sometimes that rabbit hole goes deep. So it um, can take so you really low it, and it, it doesn't feel good. And the thing is, the more aware you are of what's happening within you, the more you're in tune yeah. with what you're thinking and feeling and Agreed. what you're experiencing, how you're experiencing life from within, that's the more awareness you have of that, the quicker you can catch yourself and say, no, that doesn't feel good. I'm not going back there. I've, I've like evolved past that, you know, like it's about becoming more of your abundant self, living your best life now. Wow. Which will bring, which will open up to so much more, right? And yeah, it really you just does. naturally attract the right people, situations, new friends, you know, um, the right partner. When you're owning that energy and you're showing up in that, you know. But the the biggest blessing is just living happy and joyful now, right? Yeah. And that's how <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I was just going to say, like, you know, there's so many times where, I, like, I'm going to say about old stories of mine of experiences that I've experienced and I thought in the time oh you know this is the right person and this feels so good but not realizing that the time that I'm attracting them is I'm going through my own my own experiences that were not 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 showing up as my best self and not mm. realizing that so I think going forward I think when like meeting someone I think you've got to stop and think to yourself what state of mind and what state of feeling have I been in by mm -hmm. and when I've attracted this person? Because yeah. you can, right? Because you can attract someone, you can attract someone in that moment, and you've been you was quite on a high. You've met up with your friends, but the whole two three weeks beforehand, you've been in a really bad spiral. And then that moment, you've got happened to be in a little bit of a high, and you've met someone. But the the bigger energy that was going on was what's been happening over the past three or four weeks, let's say. So they end up being the wrong person as such, but you think it's the right person because of the way because you was in a good mood that day but actually you've got to really look at every part of you and see like, back to what we said at the beginning what Melissa is saying what Michael's saying is you know show up get to know you and if you are 
call you knowing yourself that you're showing up by your best self and you've been really working on yourself and you've really got into that deep understanding of your own desires and you're you've you've left the old stories behind you've cleared out cleansed and cleared on um the forgiveness side of things and you're not carrying that baggage with you then when you meet someone you can kind of know to yourself well this is a work i've been doing on myself so the fact that I've met someone doesn't mean they're going to be straight away the right person for you just because you met them. But you can take that time and understand where you're going and recognize what's going on in you in those moments. I think, yes, what I'm trying to say is just be very aware of you to be so just so many people look at the other person and put, put blame on the other person or he done this or she done this or she and it's not about that it all comes back down to what was you thinking what was you feeling how are you showing up and what is what's inside you what are you carrying what old beliefs what stories do you tell yourself and if you're telling yourself things like oh, i'm never going to find anybody then that story stems from somewhere in the childhood you've got to find where did that yeah, come from that's... because right it's an old story that's such a deep yeah that's a you could do a few shows on that and i would and it's powerful that you said that because you know you gathered all this data or data from your life seeing how couples interact your parents or your grandparents or you know whatever um uh relationships you saw and that is the information you had downloaded into your brain of how relationships work and is that data true? Is it healthy and good? I believe that a healthy partnership is about mutual respect, mutual compassion, mutual love, mutual affection, and mutual trust. Um, just for a starting point, again, that would be a few shows as well, what it entails to have a healthy relationship. Well, so what is your idea of a relationship? What is your, you know, what are your beliefs that you're holding to within? Absolutely, Anthea. Yeah. Well, I agree with that because uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I guess I'll bring out a little bit of a surprise. It's something that I'm working on in the background, and it's exactly what you just touched on. It's what is your relationship blueprint? I'm working mm -hmm. on a document right now on it because a lot of people have bad relationship blueprints, either from Absolutely. watching their parents treat each other yeah. very poorly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, relationships around them. So they've movies. gathered all this movies. So yeah, their music. relationship blueprint is more like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. I'm supposed to accept bad behavior. I'm supposed to allow myself to, because that's what love is because that's what they saw. Yes. Right. Uh, so uh, even, even when it comes to the Disney fairy tale of it, to yeah. them, that's their relationship blueprint. So yes. literally, I want to call it a rewiring. It's a document that I'm that I'm working on is, what is your relationship blueprint? Because mm. until we can address what your blueprint is, now we can kind of gauge to see why your relationships have failed. Now we can make some adjustments to, to change some things to say, the blueprint you had was wrong. It set you up for failure. Now we need yeah. to create a new blueprint to say, okay, these are my standards. This is what I can deal with and create a healthier blueprint. That's so powerful, really. And that's amazing that you're working on that. I think that 
You know, what you do on this show is awesome. It just Thank bringing you. the awareness, bringing the authentic conversations, the real conversations where you just talk about it all is so cool, but so needed today. You well, know, that's what we're too. trying to do because nobody yeah. wants to have these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks relationships are all roses and like, yeah, but right. we have to have the uncomfortable conversations because yeah. a lot of times, and again, I'm going to come in and say some big truth here. A lot of people don't want to do the self-reflection because we've all been yeah. there. It is scary to have to look at yourself. Shine the say, light. There's some places. things that I, that, you know, that need to be addressed. It's not mm -hmm. easy to look at yourself in the mirror or, or, or when you're at home and saying, you know what? There are some things in me that I need to address. We've all yeah. been there. My, and then, as he said, once you address them, that's when healing's on the other side of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes and a yes, new yes. experience of yeah, life. And a new way of experiencing yes. life. It's yes. so powerful yes. to take that time and to really understand, like you said, the, the views you're, you're projecting for relationships, you know? What's a healthy relationship? What does that entail? Really yeah. understand your beliefs about relationships. And uh, it doesn't have to be the heartache of those sad songs you grew up listening no. to or yes. the drama you saw play out in your yes. household. Like you don't have to repeat the nope. stories that you saw. You can break the cycle, you can break the pattern. Oh, you know what, Melissa, and it's so funny you just said that because, you know, you said about the songs we grew up listening to as a Greek Cypriot, um, most Greek Cypriot songs are literally, when I tell you they are, and any Greek Cypriot watching here can completely vouch for me here, right? Literally, they just, this is how they go. Oh, I'm dying. I'm going to kill myself. I can't take it. Um, what type of music do you guys listen to over there? Jeez. This is how it used to be. This is the song that used to be. Like, my love is so deep. It runs so deep that I can't take it living without you. Oh, I, can't I'm, live without you. That I'm one right there. Can't yeah. shut that I'm off, people. Who are these people? Who do you guys listen yeah, to? Yeah. Yeah. Shut that off. You can live your best life starting now. And I highly encourage that you do commit to yourself, commit to live your best life now, find yeah. your joy within. It's in there. You're an yeah. abundant well of love. And it sounds like Celine Dion music. Yeah, absolutely. It sounded absolutely. like Celine Dion music. Like, geez, Louise. Yeah, yeah. this is what I mean. It was like that kind of thing back in the days. And we used to listen mm -hmm. to it. And, you know, obviously, I, I hear it every so often now. And I'm just like, oh my God, are they still playing this stuff? Like, really? I mean, obviously, it's not as much as that now. But back in the villages and, yeah. you know, the old way of being, um, that's what it was all about. And uh, they they see love as, a, as somebody that, you have to be around, and if they're not with you, um, then like, and I'll give you another example. If somebody back, like, and I'm speaking probably like years ago, and I know some people still practice it today in Cyprus, but if somebody's husband passed away, the um, the lady then wears black for the rest of her life and does never gets back, never gets into another relationship because to her it's disrespectful because they've been brought up to believe that. Mm. So they. They, even if their husband passed away at the age of, I mean, in Cyprus back then, they used to get married at like 14, 15, 16, really young. And it was arranged marriages. So let's say they were together for 10 years. They got together at the age of 18 and now they're 28. And for whatever reason, the partner passes away, the man I'm speaking of, 
he passes away, then that lady will do the rest of her life by herself and wear black every single day for the rest of her life because they've been taught to believe that it's disrespectful to then look for an or to then get with another partner. So they've dedicated themselves to that no matter what, and they continue to live that way. So imagine how many people have got that belief system in there that they're not allowed to then meet somebody else after. And then they live their life alone when they could have met the best partner and the right partner again after because it's not that it's just one partner we have we have loads of soulmates you know soulmates is not just um, a love thing it's also in friendships you have it's mm. a soul connection that you guys get on you know you 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 share the same desires you share the same vision in life and i believe that's not <clears throat> just in a love relationship i believe that's elsewhere too and <clears throat> a soul partner doesn't mean that it's um that it's the only, the only person for you for you know you could be 20 years old and meet someone it could be your soul partner but only for the first, for five years for you to learn from each other and really grow together and then it's time for you to move on to somebody else maybe but um yeah there's so many beliefs that have been installed in people that don't serve them and i think that's what we were saying before if you could go in and understand what's those stories you tell yourself why do you tell yourself um why do you tell yourself that you're not going to find someone and and then ask yourself what would you prefer to believe and yes. take that take that and walk with that and speak that what you prefer to believe i prefer to believe that there's someone out there for everybody you know and Absolutely. I'm one of those people, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's a powerful point you brought up too, is the levels you can connect on. You know, when you connect with someone mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, that is just, I mean, we all, I mean, everybody knows about the physical attraction, the elements yeah. of physical connection when it comes to a romantic partnership. But the power of connecting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in friendships and you know, like you said, um, on that soul level um, and in romantic relationships too, that's really powerful for a lasting relationship. Yeah. Wow. So, man, you know what? We've been talking for almost 50 minutes. You guys have been <laughs> fantastic. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, hopefully you guys can take something away from it. That, that's what I want for you guys is to take something away from it. On, you know what I mean? Like we talked about everything. We talked about how to attract the right partner, how to be happy single, how to be happy in a relationship, how to go about it, how to address a lot of your pain. Um, so again, look, Melissa, if there's anything you want to say before we go. Um, yeah, I think my last thought that I'd love to share is yeah, just yeah. the more often you tune in to the feeling of love and gratitude, whether you're single or in a relationship, um, Married 10 years, 12 years in the relationship now. Every day I thank God for my husband, my kids, my life, you know, and really feel oh. that gratitude. And that's the key, I think, to living a happy life is really going within, taking that time to feel love, to feel gratitude. It's the quickest and easiest way to be happy now. And I think the richest way to live. I love it. I love it. So so true. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, we'll see you guys real soon. Um, we appreciate you being here. And uh, yeah, no, Melissa, thank you again for coming on. And uh, thank we'll, you. we'll thank catch you, you guys so soon. Much.